upon further review. Welcome back to Panther Talk. Mick Mixon with Kyle William Love. What are things like aboard the Love Train here lately, young man? Um, you know, we're just trying to, you know, continue to stay together and, you know, finish off the season the way, you know, we need to do it. And, you know, we get it, we need to get to these last three games, get these last three wins, and, you know, finish the season off on a good note, you know, Definitely want to do it for Revere, and we also want to do it for Perry, too. So, you know, just continue to work hard, you know, try to figure out what what, what we can uh, improve on and get better at and get focused and get back to what we do best and, you know, play path to football. In what areas, Kyle Love, do you think improvement is most desperately needed? I don't, I don't really know. You know, to be honest, like, you know, you have to work with what you have. You know, everybody has to step up. You know, it's always been a next man up mentality around here. You know, if you if you're banged up, you guys just play through the you know the pain. Uh, if you took over for a guy that's hurt, you know, like myself, you know, pose down. So you know, I had to you know step up and play even better than I I was already playing. And guys all around have to do the same thing and can't look down on each other or you know get down and out and all that good stuff. But just continue to work hard and play for each other at the end of the day. Kyle, you're kind of known as an effort guy, and you're a veteran player too. Have the Panthers struggles against the run this year? Is it personal to you? Uh, it's definitely personal to me because you know I've always been known as a run defender, and you know I pride myself on stopping the run. You know, we've had a lot of bad situations where you know guys are, you know, getting out of their gaps, you know, trying to do somebody else's job, and you know we just got to fit up things better, you know. <laughs> Uh, we got three games to, to correct that, and that's what we need to go out there and do. You know, go back and be Panther defense of, you know, being a dominant, stopping the run, force you to throw the ball. And then now when you have to throw the ball, we got great pass rushers. You know, we can get to you that way too. So we just got to get back to the fundamentals and the basis of our game. Number 77, Kyle Love, our guest on the show tonight. If my math is right on this, Kyle, you just turned 33. Has your NFL career gone by quickly? Oh, uh, I can definitely say 10 years go by really fast. Um, you know, I always used to hear veteran guys say, you know, yeah, man, it seemed like yesterday I was just a rookie. Like, it really does feel like that. Like, my rookie year was 2010, and now it's 2019. 10 years go by so fast. So, you know. I'm hoping to, you know, get a couple more years out of this game if I can, but, you know, that's that's just how the game is. You're born in South Korea. Your dad, Anthony, is an Army soldier. Uh, do you have any memories of Asia? I honestly don't. You know, my mom would tell me stories all the time about, you know, Korean nannies would carry me on their back in these little rap things and how they would feed me rice and all type of stuff like that. So she had she had plenty of stories to tell me. I really don't really remember like those years of my childhood, you know, moving around and all that good stuff. I don't really remember, but you know, that's probably why I love, you know, Asian cuisine to this day. So it's one of my favorites. It would be easy to assume that because you're your son of an army soldier, your upbringing was strict. But how was it in in the Love household? Uh, honestly, my father's not re- wasn't really a strict father. Um, you know, he wanted things done a certain way, obviously. But you know, he wasn't really big on you know making us say like yes sir, no sir, or anything like that. Even though we did do it, he wasn't big on it. Um, he just wanted us to do well for ourselves. You know, get good grades. If you were competing in some kind of sports, give it your all. 
you know, whatever you was doing, you know, put your all into it. That's what he was big on, you know. He didn't really like for us to, like, quit things. You know, if you started something, you got to finish it, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's the kind of dad I had. So you grew up in College Park, Georgia, right, or play high school ball there at least, and that's where Cam Newton was from. You're older than Cam, but did, were you aware of, of this younger uh, trigger man uh, roaming around College Park when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. We played against Cam when I was in high school. Uh, my high school played his high school. North Clayton High School played Westlake in the Jamboree almost every year. And I, I, I would tease him when I first got here and say, yeah, we used to beat up on y'all, but, <laughs> you know, he, he, he thinks the other way around, but it wasn't, it wasn't like that. Well, we'll let you go, uh, Kyle. One more question. You mentioned these last three games and the pride factor. Seattle's coming in Sunday. What's it like trying to track down Russell Wilson in the Seattle offense? Um, it's it's he's a tough guy to get to. You know, he's one of those guys that can keep the you know the drive going, keep a play going with his feet. Guys will scramble, you know, get open and stuff like that. So I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, you got to contain him. You just gotta, you know, when you take your chance, you got to go make the play. So. All of us are going to have to work together this week and, you know, rally up to him and try to get him down as, as, as quickly as we can to help our guys on the back end. Always enjoy talking to you. We enjoy watching you play. Kyle Love, thanks for your time and good luck this week. I appreciate it. Thank you. Head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Perry Fuel, steps into our Panther Talk studio now to chop it up a little bit about Sunday's game. How does your world change, Perry, when you go from being an assistant coach in the NFL to being the head coach? Oh, it changes dramatically. <laughs> uh, there are more people that you have to um, communicate with. There are more areas of responsibilities. Uh, there's um, seems like there's always something uh, with 53 men or and eight practice squad guys that is that's going on in their lives, and uh, then you get to the football. And then the media, a lot of people tugging at your time. Are you are you worn out after being the head coach on Sunday? Is it physically exhausting? Uh, Sunday, I, I went to bed relatively early, but I got I get up early. Uh, you're pretty you're pretty exhausted, but it's an, it's a great exhaustion. It's an energy exhaustion uh, more so than anything else. And I'm I'm juiced. I'm excited about this opportunity, and so uh, I, I can I can rest later. Your excitement is contagious. Have you had to let loose of some of your position group responsibilities to, to be the head coach? Uh, a little. Um, you know, I, I'm a defensive back guy in, by nature, and, and so, you know, I keep trying to hold on as much as I possibly can, but, uh, you know, I have to let some of the other guys do that, some of that work, so yes. Well, this uh, game tape, um, I imagine that you studied on it uh, this morning, did you? And, and if so, what impressions did you come away with looking at it again? Yes, I definitely studied, studied our first ball game. Uh, I, I was I was pleased with our first half. It was a 13-10 ball game. I, I thought we kind of got in a rhythm offensively. I thought we were playing uh, good defense, except for that you know, three points at the end of half. And uh, then the third quarter happened, and that was disappointing um, that our, our level of focus and our consistency went down to a different level. And so that's what I, I have to address. That's what I have to do a good job of teaching our players. We have to overcome in order to be successful. Uh, we have to play 60 minutes of good football, not 30 minutes or, or 25 minutes, and we've got to eliminate the mistakes and turnovers. Coach Fuel, when you met with the team around midday today, what was your message to them in that regard? It, it was just that, so that they could see the big picture. You know, because sometimes players only see what they do, and I wanted them to see what we do and how we affect the game uh, in all three phases. Uh, so no one person was responsible. No one, no one 
area was responsible. All three different phases were responsible for the outcome of what happened in the third quarter. How do you deal with the inevitable bit of responsibility yet not total control that all coaches have to, to deal with in football? You control what you can control. And you, what, whatever you're responsible for, you handle those situations to the best of your ability. Uh, then you don't worry about what you cannot handle or control. Uh, and you just give your opinion. And if that is different than another opinion, then you just move forward. Perry Field, you've been an interim head coach before. Scott Turner getting his feet wet at, at, as an O coordinator for you. What did he give you on Sunday? Yeah, I thought Scott did a really nice job. He had a good plan. Um, we got down two scores, and then he had to, you know, adjust his plan a little bit. But I, I thought Scott gave me some some runs and some innovation, and I thought he, you know, he tried to get the ball out deep uh, at times to our receivers, and then he tried to, you know, throw the ball to our playmakers underneath with checkdowns. And and we, we've got to continue to get Christian McCaffrey involved, and and he tried to get Ian involved a little bit more. And so I, I thought th those were some good. You know, good things that were happening uh, within our offensive scheme, and again, we got to protect the quarterback and protect the ball. No doubt, Seattle coming in this weekend. Uh, what are the challenges associated with a Pete Carroll coached Russell Wilson quarterback, Seattle Seahawks club? Yeah, you're talking about a veteran coach and a veteran quarterback, and a and a club that has had sustained success over the years. Uh, that just was defeated, but you know they're 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 in the playoff run and. Um, it's going to be quite a challenge. You know, I, I think in my mind that we need all of our Panther fans here. Uh, they're used to playing in a noisy stadium, uh, but the noise is directed to the opposition. We need to give them a lot of noise. Uh, I think our, our Panther football team needs some love right now, okay? And I, I, can't, I, I can't emphasize enough how, how much I want our fans to come out and give us some love so that we can have that extra support that we need from them in order to accomplish this goal on Sunday of winning. Well said, Coach. Here's our last question. On the radio broadcast, Jordan Gross said, with all the distractions, with all that you and your staff, the players, had to deal with, the result on Sunday wasn't really surprising to him. He predicted, though, the Panthers would play a very tight, very unified game against Seattle. Do you feel the same way? I definitely feel that. I definitely feel like we can refocus, we can reset the button, that we can come back and play a, a better brand of football than we played last week. And we're going to play a better brand of football than we played last week. Sounds good, Coach. Thanks, and good luck to you this week. Thank you, Mick. That time on Panther Talk when we catch up with the general manager of the Carolina Panthers, Marty Herney. Marty, what's your world been like during a whirlwind last week and a half? Well, it hasn't been the easiest week and a half, I'll tell you that. It's, uh, you know, from um, – you know, seeing Ron Rivera leave, and I think Ron was the same to everybody in this. He's a ultimate pro. He was a good friend to a lot of us, and um, it's just he understands, and we understand is this business and change has to be made. And then, and then you move forward, and and you see Perry Fuel step up, and and really did a, a great job. You know, during practice in a tough situation, and 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 then Scott Turner taking over the play calling and. And I thought they did a, a very good job last week. And people are going to look at the score and say, what do you mean? But um, when you look at, at, at what they did, it was just when we got into the game and we did some good things. Just when teams get to this stage, make it this time of year, and you're struggling, um, and you've lost some close games at the beginning of the year, and then your confidence starts to, to wane, you get into games. And I think guys are always trying to 
to try too hard sometimes and make the play instead of, of a play. And then you get to a point in the game where a couple things go wrong and your confidence just goes down. And I think that's what happened to us yesterday. Going back um, a little bit in history, correct me if I'm not saying this right, but it seemed like you and Coach John Fox had a good relationship, a friendship, good a professional relationship too. Did you and Coach Rivera enjoy the same kind of thing? Oh, very much so. I mean, I think one of the keys is that your general manager and head coach have to be able to, to, to have a relationship. And when I say that, you have to be able to go behind closed doors and have some really um, – hard disagreements and hard discussions and you can't always agree and it's not like you know when you say you had a good relationship you always didn't have your arm around each other and saying kumbaya one like that at all it's 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 looking at it from the general manager looking at it from you know the personnel point of view and where we can get the best usage out of our players and the coaches looking at it from the coaching view and where where they think guys belong and then um, you know, the different personnel moves. And there's a lot of decisions um, that uh, a head coach and a general manager co- collaborate on. And I think it's very important that that that, that um, dynamic exists because it creates a checks and balances within the uh, organization that I think is, is desperately needed. So... Um, both of those guys, we had. I had that dynamic with them that we could go in, we could disagree, we would, you know, raise our voices at times and get mad at each other at times. And sometimes you went a day without talking, but you got back. And I, I actually learned that dynamic back when I was with the Redskins and saw Joe Gibbs and Bobby Beathard do that. And um, they're both in the Hall of Fame right now, so there's got to be something to it. What you're describing sounds a lot like a family. In some ways, Marty, the NFL is big. It's coast-to-coast. It's splashy. In other ways, it's intimate because there's only 32 of us, and you guys all know each other. Coach Rivera may not need your recommendation to get another job, but is it, is it the kind of thing where another team may, may call you to sort of to, to sort of run the diags on, Coach? I think he's already got probably uh, – they've got all the information they need. They know how good a coach he is. And, and um, you know, it, it's just this is the business we're in, Mick. And it's, it's sometimes, you know – um, sometimes there, there's change and sometimes it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, it turns out to be good for, for both parties. It's, it's always hard to see it happen because this is, I mean, this is a, a people business really. I mean, from the players on the field to the people in the organization. And I, I think if you don't have feelings for people then something's wrong. So, but you also understand that, that it's a business. Ron understood that it was a business, um, and he he walked out of these doors with the classy demeanor that he spent the the entire tenure here. And uh, you know, I don't think anybody could say a bad word about Ron Rivera. Just another question or two for our GM, Marty Herney. Uh, it's hard to see it now because the 2019 team is writing its final chapters, but. Work has already begun on the 2020 Carolina Panthers. Marty, is there an excitement in your mind somewhere about what uh, the future could hold for the franchise? I think you always, you know, the the, the, the pain of making the decision with everybody. And, and you know, from, from Mr. Tepper all the way through the organization, 
now our business is to move forward and try to to find a way to to put the best organization together that we can to consistently win games in the future and i think that everybody has to have an involvement in that process and and dedicated in that goal and i think that that's what this organization does last question we'll let you go it's known that our owner holds you in very high regard what do you want your role to be in um, a couple of key hires that confront us moving forward? Well, I mean, I just feel like I, I just want to help in any way I can. And, and I do believe that, you know, I had, um, you know, major impact in, in, say, in John Fox and Ron Rivera. I do believe I have a, a good feel of um, trying spotting head coaches in this league. But, you know, whatever Mr. Tepper, whatever this organization needs from me, I'll do. Do you already know who you want? Uh, no, I think it's a process. Uh, that 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 is that that's not. Um, no, no, it's the answer. I mean, it's it's, you know, again, we just got we just got through the hard part last week, and it it, it it's a process and um, that you go through and you get uh, you know you collaborate with a list of names and you go through the interview process and I think that uh, you know if you, I think the key is is you have a list of the qualities of what you want, not only in the person, but how you want the organization to function. Sounds like you start with a pretty broad net and then work from there, Marty. Thanks for your time, and holler at us if you need us. Thanks, Mike.